Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Interesting details coming out of the latest Nanos poll, and it all kind of relates to this. Is it going to transform the healthcare system at 2%? No, it's not. But can we deliver healthcare in a better fashion, more efficient way of delivering healthcare? I truly believe we can. So that is Ontario Premier Doug Ford, clearly cautiously optimistic that new federal health money is going to make our beleaguered health system better. Further to that, it appears that after agreeing to a new healthcare funding formula with the provinces, the Trudeau Liberals have enjoyed a, a, a surge in public opinion polls. New Nanos research poll shows the Liberals and the federal Conservatives now in a dead heat. Nick Nanos is the founder and chief data scientist with Nanos Research and joins us now on The Roy Green Show. Nick, how are you? Great, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, is this latest poll easy to explain? And I say that because healthcare has jumped to the number one issue again. The Trudeau Liberals have rather swiftly, I might say, hammered out a healthcare deal with the provinces. And so, you know, more Canadians might be saying to themselves, hmm, that was pretty impressive. Maybe Team Trudeau has gotten things right. Well, you know, I think what's interesting is that we started off the year in 2023 with the Conservatives with a pretty firm advantage, you know, anywhere from six to seven percentage points. And, you know, that's when Pierre Poilier was hammering away on the cost of living and the rising cost of groceries. He had those Remember the YouTube stuff with the toast and the bacon? Well, people might have made fun of him, but that actually worked. But, you know, the thing is, is that the focus over the last four weeks on healthcare has done a number of things. First of all, now healthcare is pull ahead of all the issues of concern compared to other things like inflation and the rising cost of living. So it's now clearly the number one issue. The other thing is, is that the liberal numbers have gone up over the last four weeks as there's been discussion and speculation and now a deal between the federal government and provincial governments. And where's Pierre Poilier been in the last four weeks? I don't know. Are there crickets playing? <laughs> we, we can hear him in the distance. You know, he hasn't, he hasn't even really engaged on health care. And I think as a result, you know, the, the liberals are, are back in the game. Now, to say that they're surging ahead of the conservatives, that's not the case. But they're back to being competitive compared to the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023. So can you see a correlation to really the the absence of Mr. Polyev in this discussion to the the vaulting forward yeah. for the Trudeau Liberals? Yeah, they're basically in uh in in lockstep. The Liberals regaining ground uh while they're uh while while healthcare has been a top national issue of concern. And you know, the narrative has been, you know, how much will the Liberals give? When will they give it? How will they give it? You know, what's the deal going to be like? And, you know, the thing is, is that over that whole period, uh, Pierre Poiliev has not had the same kind of profile that he had before. And as a result, you know, it, it's allowed the Liberals to be more competitive than they were uh, 
you know, four, five, six weeks ago. Our guest on The Roy Green Show is Nick Nanos, founder and chief data scientist with Nanos Research. Latest polling showing a dead heat between the federal liberals and the federal conservatives. And it wasn't that way just a few weeks ago. Nick, as I said before, you know, despite weeks and really months of griping by the premiers for more health care funding, they got just, I think it was $46 billion over the next few years. Uh, and I say just because, you know, it's a mere 2% increase instead of the 13% they were looking for. After all that grumbling, the PM calls a meeting, gathers all the premiers together, and now they're putting the finishing touches on this new health care funding formula. Did the did the quickness, did the quick resolution on Canada's number one topic, let's not forget about that, play a part in the polling numbers we're seeing today? I think so. And, you know, the fact that the premiers have accepted, right, like, I don't think numbers would have been the same if the premiers had said, that's a bad deal, we're not going to accept it. So, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, even though there was a big gap between what the premiers, the provincial premiers wanted and what the feds ended up giving, the reality is, is that as soon as they accepted the deal and the money, they basically handed Justin Trudeau a bit of a political advantage because it was like, no longer about how much it was like that there will be some more money. And, you know, for the premiers, I guess from their perspective, it's like anything is good. And at least they got something out of it. Many of these premiers are conservative premiers. Um, I, I would suspect that Pierre Poiliev was probably thinking to himself like, guys, don't, don't take the first deal. You can like string this out a little bit. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, but the, the thing is, is that for a lot of these premiers, you know, like, why don't we just, Take, for example, Premier Ford in Ontario. You know what? There's a lot of pressure on the public health care system. He wants to try to uh, improve things. And and the thing is, is that Ontario is probably going to be one of the bigger beneficiaries because they're just it's just a larger province and it will be getting uh, getting more from the federal government compared to some other provinces, at least on a on, on a dollar on a dollar basis. So, you know. They've got their own political interests uh, at heart right now, which is why they uh, why the why the provinces accepted the funding. Now, despite you know recent uh, uh, surge in the polls, or at least a little bit of wind in the sails to the Trudeau yep. Liberals, it it may not all be sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows for the grits because you have your eye on the NDP. Tell us why. Yeah, you know the thing is, is that for the New Democrats. Uh, whenever they uh, start to do well and competitive, and you know now they're kind of teetering in about the 20% range, when they start to move up in the polls, that's bad news for the Liberals. The other thing is, is that uh, in the province of Ontario, uh, the vote splits and the distribution of support is actually helping the Conservatives in terms of picking up more seats. If you remember in the last couple of elections, you know the Conservatives would have big wins in the West, and the Liberals would win thin margins across a whole bunch of ridings. Well, that led to the Liberals being more efficient at generating seats. But right now, the Conservatives are generally doing better in the province of Ontario than they have been in quite a long time. And as a result, I think at last count, we have the Liberals losing up to 20 seats in Ontario with 10 of those seats going to the Conservatives, the federal Conservatives, and the rest being up for grabs. So you know, I think if the NDP do well, if they start to creep into the 20s, it'll be a big spoiler for Justin Trudeau. Could this also be a launching pad for Mr. Poliev to say, hey, listen, if you're voting for the Liberals, it's almost like voting for the NDP. Yeah, I think that's what he's I think that that's what he's hoping for. But, you know, the thing is, is that 
for Pierre Poiliev, his biggest ally, political ally right now, not ideologically, but just strategically, is the NDP. He needs the NDP to do well, because whenever the NDP do well, it splits the vote. That's how Stephen Harper won a number of successive elections, not just because he ran good campaigns. Stephen Harper won because the progressive vote was split and it allowed the conservatives to pop up the center. So I think for Pierre Poiliev, he's probably going to be continuing to attack Justin Trudeau to drive voters both to the conservatives, but also for those that won't vote conservative to drive those progressive voters over to the orange team. We have a couple more minutes with Nick Nanos, founder and chief data scientist with Nanos Research. How does Pierre Poiliev play up to that? And is is the next election going to be more than just the Ontario battleground? Is BC and is Atlantic Canada very much in play? Well, Ontario will be, I, I think, the biggest battleground because for the, cons- for the federal conservatives, mathematically, it is very difficult for them to win an election, not win an election, form a government is probably a better way to describe it. It's difficult for them to form a government unless they do really well in Ontario. British Columbia could be a massive wild card because the Liberals, the Conservatives, the New Democrats, and let's throw in the Greens, are all competitive in uh, in British Columbia. And depending on vote splits, they can go either way, where they could help either the Conservatives, the New Democrats, or even the Liberals in some circumstances. Atlantic Canada, less so, because there could be some changes, but there just aren't enough seats to really tip the balance in favor of one party or another on the national scene in Atlantic Canada. One party we haven't really spoke about is the Bloc, which holds yeah. a number of seats in Quebec. That could be a wild card, too. Absolutely. And, you know, the Bloc has had a bit of wind in their sails with two things. First of all, uh, the federal government talking about using the notwithstanding clause, and then the uh, controversial appointment from the federal government for the individual that was there to fight Islamophobia, you know, with the Premier of Quebec being against both of those and also the leader of the Bloc Québécois. And those two issues have actually helped the Bloc Québécois and their competitiveness in the province of Quebec. And, you know, for the Bloc, it's never whatever they do. They need something to happen outside of Quebec that mobilizes Quebecers, (laughs) and they've had a bit of a windfall in the last few months. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.